0: Today on Sharp Scratch, you'll learn what to prepare before your first day as a doctor, why you need to find the clean bathroom, and why you're probably not going to kill anyone. You're listening to Sharp Scratch, episode eight. Tips for your first day as a doctor. This is a podcast brought to you by the BMJ and sponsored by Medical Protection, where we get med students, junior doctors and expert guests all into the same room to talk about the things that you need to know to be a good doctor, but that you won't really learn at medical school. I'm Laura Nunez mulder and I'm an editorial scholar at the BMJ and a medical student at the University of Cambridge. And fun fact, I like playing rugby. Just thought it was about time to open up. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for that information. Sh- sharing that with the world. Time, time to I like up. rugby. <laughs> Anyway, as you can hear, I'm joined in the studio by our wonderful old pal, Declan. Would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Hi, I'm Declan. I'm a newly qualified junior doctor um, and I'm about to start my first shift in about a week's time. And
0: and how have you been? I've not seen you since like episode four or something like that. What have you been up to?
1: Um, I've been having a good time enjoying post-exam life. I've been visiting my friends in Bosnia, Serbia, Montenegro, Croatia. Um, went to Barcelona, just enjoying enjoying life. Oh wow! Us. You
0: know what? You deserve a break. I think after I do. How I think I do. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, that's really great. And we're also joined in the studio by a wonderful expert guest today, who's my pal and colleague, Greta. Would you like to introduce yourself?
2: Hello, listeners. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my name. <laughs> to make that a creepy, creepy but that's <laughs> Uh My name is Greta McLachlan, I am working at the BMJ with Laura, but I'm the editorial registrar and I am here for a year but previous to this I was a surgical registrar at level ST5 so I qualified in 2010 from Leeds Uni.
0: Mm. And the thing that makes you an expert today is simply the fact that one day long ago in the past you yourself were a new doctor.
2: I mean, it wasn't that long ago, but thanks for pointing out how old I am. Twenty right? ten. Uh, yeah. 20, I mean, it was almost was a decade, that? but let's not let's not think about that. Uh, yeah, I think that's what makes me an expert, and uh, the fact that you finally allowed me on the
0: podcast. Okay, so in five days' time, on Wednesday, the seventh of August, twenty nineteen. Freshly graduated med students around the UK are going to be starting their first jobs as doctors, such as Declan. Woo. <laughs> <Woo>. And uh, <laughs> sounds so
1: enthusiastic. Did your heart, did your heart rate just yeah. jump up? Did you get palms I get think a bit it sweaty. Just stopped for a bit, actually. Uh, how how are you feeling? I'm terrified, to be honest, <laughs> uh, for so many reasons. Yeah. Actually, I've been having like random thoughts when I'm in bed, just like. Of the worst possible scenarios that could happen and just, like, not being able to deal with the situation. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of relaxed most of the time and then I'll just randomly have a, a little freak out in my head. Freak out. what? What uh, is, like, one
0: of the things that you really hope doesn't happen?
1: Like, three people who are about to die <laughs> St- starting <laughs> to die at the same time and then they're calling me up being, like... <laughs> Come deal with this.
0: Oh man, yeah, no, that is pretty scary. Yeah. I do feel for you. I'm like, I'm kind of glad. I know I'll be where you are very soon, like sooner than I expect. But
1: yeah.
0: So, Greta, how was your first day? It was interesting, I think is the way to
2: put it. And fortunately, no one died, which I think is always, I think that's the thing we all worry about, isn't it? Thank you very much. (laughs) I was in a hospital, obviously, uh, which shall remain nameless. And I was in one of the early morning meetings where you discuss the patients that have come in overnight and what management they need to have done the next day. And about five past eight in the morning, uh, one of the nurses came in to the meeting, which doesn't normally happen. Normally things wait till after the meeting's ended. And Knocked on the door and said, oh, who's looking after blah-de-blah's patients? And I said, oh, that's me. (laughs) Sort of mild panic. Everything okay? Um, And he said, no, um, Mrs. X has got a really thicky heart rate. Uh, She's not looking too great. Would someone mind coming in having a look at her? So I looked over at my (laughs) red. She looked at me and was like, off your trot. (laughs) Um, So was going along getting the story from the nurse uh trying to stay calm just thinking i've done my bls abcd 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 let's go and have a look at them trying not to panic i'm getting sweaty palms thinking about it now (laughs) my heart rate has gone up um so i get i see the patient and she's I, i managed to diagnose that she's gone into fast atrial fibrillation fast af and So I start sort of, you know, A, starting with the airway, B, breathing. I I think I start, order a whole plethora of tests, including like a catheter. I still don't really know why, but it seemed like a good thing to do. Uh, You know, all the bloods, uh, put some oxygen on, ECG, because have obviously got the funny heart rate. Um, Collected all this information and then sort of went down to sit about what to do and was chatting with one of the nurses who were an absolute godsend. And one of them said, oh, why don't you discuss the patient with outreach? And I thought, what on earth is Outreach? And Outreach is a collection of nurses who are basically there to help, are at most hospitals, I believe, uh, to help anyone with an unwell patient. Um, And they're normally connected to ITU. So I think at this point it was maybe sort of half past eight in the morning. So I was calling up sort of a nurse specialist on my first day on changeover, very aware that they probably didn't or were slightly reticent to take to take a referral. So I called them up, explained the situation, like, Oh yeah, no, I should definitely come along and see So they sort of pooted along within about twenty minutes or so. They advised me some other you know, I think I had to do an A B G and some other bits and bobs and they said, Oh, you might you might want to speak to the medreg. And My heart <laughs> just sank. <laughs> I thought, Oh no, mitch. if only there was a podcast I could have listened to that gave me <laughs> excellent <laughs> advice on how to refer to it. Would have been so useful. Um, has, has, has there yeah, been a no, no, yeah. Yeah, 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 Sharp, sharp Scratches, on, uh, yeah, I yeah,
0: think sharp, yeah. sharp Scratches covered that before, so, yeah, excellent, yeah, good. Yeah, I'd, I'd
2: recommend yeah. listening to it yeah. actually, yeah. yeah. Had I've listened to that, I'd have known the top tips, but actually, I just sort of was so acutely aware that it was the first day I got everything out and again it was about nine o'clock in the morning by this point mm. and I believe that they were still in handover so and I think I spoke to the night reg She was a bit like your patient does sound unwell which I think was the sort of I think they were just knackered from the night yeah. but again he was absolutely lovely and said so, you know I actually if the outreach are there that sounds okay advised me some other bits and bobs to do and said "Look, see how this gets on and call back in a couple of hours if if it still hasn't settled down I think the ITU reg or a consultant came along and yeah I mean it was it was it it wasn't just someone's fallen and can you do a falls assessment this was full sort of put everything to practice um and actually I must you know my bosses weren't around because they were they were off doing other bits but I must say that my other F1s actually were really really helpful because they went on the ward round to then Look after the patients that I should normally have been looking after, so that was quite nice from the first. There was that sort of camaraderie of "you've got shit to do, so we're going to, uh, you know, we're going to take this," so which was really, really nice and really helpful, so that the sweating sort of stopped on my part. Um, But I think one one of the tips from that was make sure you talk to the nurses because they've are invaluable and they know when patients are unwell.
0: So that's your first tip for new doctors here, yeah, I
2: think so. Ask the nurses they've got a wealth of knowledge and experience, and they all they know how the hospital works, like you're saying yeah, Declan. Yeah. they they are they've worked there probably between two or Ten, twenty years, 20 so years, yeah.
0: So this episode, we've gotten loads of tips for new doctors from other people who are have just finished their first year, or just finished their second year, and this is all for you, Declan, because oh, you're starting you. this in like five I think days' time. I need time. as much tips as I can get, with Yeah, just
1: hearing that story is literally <laughs> being thrown. I in mean, the deep but end.
0: I, f- I feel like that's
2: one of the worst cases, not like they yeah. were. It was basically me out of 30 people that had that story. But could totally happen to me. Yeah,
0: and I'm glad it had a happy ending, right? Yeah. I'm hoping that at the end of this episode... She was fine, she got (laughs) discharged
2: home. She lived a long, happy
0: life. Well done. So I'm hoping (laughs) that at the end of this episode, Declan, that you'll feel maybe more confident, a bit more ready or at least feel like there's other people who are in the same boat as you are. (laughs) Yeah, as
1: long as I'm not the only one messing it all up. (laughs) It's okay, right?
0: Well... Well, anyway... (laughs) So we've heard from loads of doctors who've just finished their first or second year of being a doctor and they've uh, gotten in touch with us to let us know their tips, their lessons learned from last year or the year before when they were new doctors and they've, they've gotten in touch to share them with you, Declan, and, and other people like you. Um, and these doctors got in touch with us via social media, so if you missed the call out then you should just be following us. We're, we're BMJ Student on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. And if you follow us and you'll hear about more opportunities like this to get involved in the future. So, to kick us off, we've got our first tip from Shivali Fulchan. She's an F2 in Leicester. Uh, I believe you know her. She's taken over your job, isn't that right, Greta? She is. She's going to be a wonderful successor to build on all of the successes that I've had this year. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she wants you to know, Declan, how her first week went and what she learned from that.
3: So in my first week, I think I was I was scared for most of the week. I was in an acute medicine ward, and um, it was very fast paced. A lot was going on, and the stuff that I learned at medical school, I didn't f- I didn't feel like I, I knew enough to do the job, and um, I was very scared and anxious. And I started talking to my other F one colleagues about it, and we realised we're all in the same boat. We're all feeling the same thing. It didn't matter which university you came from, what grade you got at the university that you came from we were all feeling the same. So it was that kind of togetherness that we were feeling. And so that took away a lot of this kind of competitiveness. I mean it just kind of made us realise that it's a teamwork is so much more important than being better than the other person.
1: Yeah, so I think she I think she mentioned too really interesting things that the first thing is the competitiveness because that's what i'm really worried about actually i mean you go into into med school and there's oh even if people don't want to admit it this seems like there is a little bit of competition between people i know
0: what you mean yeah. it makes me really sad yeah
1: i mean you'll go on the wards and there's always someone trying to see this patient or whatever before you it's nice to know that because everyone's so scared and because everyone <laughs> feels so unprepared um there's a bit of a camaraderie and you can kind of help each other out because mm. she also mentioned like no one feels like they know the medicine enough for actually being able to treat the patients. Um, so that's kind of quite reassuring to know. And I mean... That's kind of that. That's one yeah. of the main worries that I have, really.
0: I mean, do you feel like you know enough for your first day? No,
1: I, I really do fresh out of finals, I, I did pretty well in in my uni and stuff. But it's been it's been two months really since I crammed all yeah, of medicine. Yeah, that's a good point. And honestly, like, I've got a week. I might do a little bit of re- revision beforehand, but mm. the likelihood is I, I might not do a huge amount. So yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I know A B C D. Um, which I guess is <laughs> which, is, is, is
2: our, is our which will get, get you F- through most situations yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> but I mean in terms of treating fast AF and not knowing the cause of it and whatever and no I don't feel like I know enough so yeah. but I feel like five heads could probably
0: yeah that's true you're not going to be alone you right. be in the same boat that's what shivali says Um, So another new doctor, well, she's not that new, Fee Ozin, she's an F2 in London. Uh, She also had a stressful first week, um, but she learned a slightly different lesson about her colleagues that she wants to share with you, Declan.
4: So my first day was um, kind of hilarious. Uh, My consultant sent me to get a scan for a patient and they wanted it done today. And I had to go back and forwards four times to the radiologist because the consultant kept wanting the scan and the radiologist said, oh, no, it can't be done today. And I really, I really thought about something that my teacher had taught me, which was everyone in the hospital has a different priority. Uh, a radiologist's priority is to make sure people don't have too much radiation and to get the urgent scans done urgently. But your priority as an F1 is to you know, look after your patients as best you can and to try and do the things that your consultant and your seniors ask you to do. And Sometimes they come into conflict. And really kind of reflecting on that, maybe actually take a step back and not get too upset. It's something that we've all got different priorities and sometimes you just have to learn to deal with that.
0: So Declan, if you remember this on your first day, how do you reckon it'll make a difference?
1: Um... So I guess one thing I'm worried about is looking like an absolute idiot in front of other. I mean, just accept
0: inf-
2: exce- it's gonna happen. I know. You do it. You look also like you're an, an F1? F student.
0: That's the thing. No, no one expects an F one. You're an F one. Know everything. You're an F one you're F1. F1. with a quiff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Excuse
2: me. What? Don't don't target my quiff, mate. <laughs> Anything but the quiff. If you or anyone you know has been affected by a quiffism. <laughs> but yeah,
1: that, that's one of my main worries because I. I don't want to come across as like a total idiot and although you say like an F1 no one expects you to do a huge amount you feel like once you've got the title of doctor they expect more than a med student to be able to do Oh
2: oh don't yeah don't there's, there is a there is a baseline level of, of what you of, should know of competence, yeah, yeah. but actually that's what medical school teaches but, you but no you're not expected to know the root cause of x y and z yeah. and
1: I think it's just Having to make four trips to the same department.
2: (laughs) That's classic, by the way. That is is classic. Haven't you
0: you written down the word classic and circled
2: it? (laughs) In capital letters and circled it because the number of times your consultant goes, Declan, we need the scan done today. And actually... Most consultants, when they say that, it, the power of sometimes saying is, my consultant wants this, yeah. can, can be quite useful. Mm. Other times, you, you learn which radiologists you can go and speak to. Right. Okay. You learn where they are. You've got to understand why it's being requested as well. You spend so long building up relationships with the radiographers and the radiologists, <laughs> and then you have to move
0: hospital. And you're like, damn
2: it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's part of the logistics of working in a hospital as well, though, which yeah. just hopefully will come with time. Mm.
0: But, but then Fee made this point that what I really helped her was to remember that people have different priorities.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, but I would still be making four trips each time. Yeah. And I would yeah. I can see that driving me insane, but it's nice to know that someone else is making a fool of themselves just as much as me, so
2: <laughs>
0: I mean on the positive side you'll have lots of steps.
2: Yeah,
1: I could lose a bit of weight too, yeah, that, I
0: guess. <laughs> Not that you need to, Declan. you look wonderful oh, as you are. Oh, quiff quif included. Thank I'm sorry you. for making a cheap cheap jab. <laughs> So, Declan, how have you actually been preparing for your first day as a doctor?
1: Well, <laughs> since finishing finals, I've not been doing any preparing You've whatsoever. You've gone to Bosnia. I've, <laughs> <laughs> I've been enjoying myself. And All right, but, but okay, what about in this week coming
0: off? up? You said you might do some rev- revising. Yeah. Any idea what you might go Oxford for? Oxford
1: Handbook and ALS are the two things that I have in mind that as long as, as long as somebody doesn't die... Because of me, I would be satisfied, I think. Yeah. So just cardio, respiratory, all the things that can kill yeah, yeah, you pretty quickly. Yeah. And then ALS.
0: So um, is- Sophie, who we just heard from, her tip about priorities and so on. She also said that it's really useful to practice cannulation before your first day.
1: Yeah, that's something that I've been thinking about. But being in Newcastle, a a different place to where I'm used. I don't know where the lab is. And I don't have any needles. Not that you're allowed to take them from hospitals or anything like that.
2: Don't do that. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. don't. So you haven't had much time to... I haven't really,
1: no, to be honest. No. I think I... I don't know. I I think I probably should, but... I'd
2: just enjoy your week off. Yeah.
0: Well, actually, I was going to ask you, Greta. Is there anything that you think could be useful? Like, any particular topics that could be useful just to read up on and feel comfortable in? I guess
2: if... If reading up makes you feel better about it then hmm. then yeah read read your oxford handbook yeah. or I don't know if you're going to general surgery read about maybe appendicitis or or something read about some complications if you're doing acute medicine do something that's medical if it's going to make you feel better then absolutely do it but I think realistically you're you're again you're never going to have this time off so Make, make sure yeah. you're still enjoying yourself and relaxing. Mm. Um, I'm not sure there's a huge amount that can prepare you for it. Yeah. And
1: I mean, how long do you can't like revise for finals? Like, I've got a week. How much can I yeah. really remember in that much yeah, time? Yeah, that's a
0: good point too. So we're going to hear three tips for your actual very first day itself. Um, but that will be right after this.
5: How much do you care about indemnity right now? probably not a lot, you're still a few years away from really worrying about claims and complaints from patients. But being part of medical protection is about a lot more than just indemnity. We can be there if something goes wrong, but we're also here to help make sure things go right too. We're the only medical defence organisation that protects doctors all over the world. From London to Brisbane, Cork to Cape Town, 300,000 members benefit from our expert advice and support throughout their career. During your years at medical school, your membership is completely free. You'll get training resources that can help you become an even better doctor, plus a dedicated student team there for you when you need it most. And when it comes to your elective, you can trust in our international experience to protect you wherever you choose to go. It's no wonder that 90% of medical students in the UK choose to be part of Medical Protection. You can find out more at medicalprotection.org.
0: So now we've got three tips for your very first day, Declan. So first up, we're going to hear from our old pal, Chidera. Oh. Sorry. I'm a bit That was a surprise. It was exciting. It's nice to yeah. yeah. I've <laughs> missed her. Fresh. <laughs> Hi guys, I hope you're having fun recording without me. I doubt you are, but you know I'm at work as usual. Um, my tips for your first few days in F1: I think the most important thing is to get the lay of the land in the new hospital. There are certain places that you need to be able to find fairly quickly. I think the first is the radiology department. Find a clean bathroom. I personally have my own favourites, and they've helped me and kept me in good stead on on-call shifts. Um, and also, you might need a little nook somewhere in the hospital where you can go to cry in private every now and again. Hopefully not too often, but if you have somewhere that you can hide when needed that's useful hope you have fun guys and enjoy f1 it's really not as scary as you think it's going to be oh it's so nice to hear from her isn't it it is oh um so our next tip for your first day is from jess gurney she's an f1 in manchester
5: um my main tips have been learn where your hospital guidelines are and how to access them because they will save you when you're on call and you don't know what to do and when you're on call. If you think you don't know, just ring your med Like, at the start, I would go around in these circles of having, like, oh, should I ring them, should I not ring them? Is this something that I should be able to do on my own? If you're in doubt, then just ring them, because otherwise you'll only worry about it later. And you're probably right in the first place, but getting a second opinion on it is never a bad idea.
0: And finally, let's hear from Luke Chan, who's an F2 up in Edinburgh.
4: And also, a lot of the job is to know how to refer to other specialties. One of the good ways to do that is to
5: have a WhatsApp group of all your with your fellow FY ones, and then you can learn from each other's experiences. A lot of you would have done the same thing in a different department, so getting their experience and sharing your tips with the WhatsApp group will be very helpful.
0: So there are there are three tips for our first day in particulars: finding those key places, finding the guidelines, don't be afraid to ask, and um, make a WhatsApp group for you for your fellow first year doctors. So Declan, you're starting an academic foundation program, right? I am. So who are you going to make a WhatsApp chat with?
1: <laughs> I don't know, man. a <laughs> like, well, researchers. So I've got my Monday to Friday doing research and then two weeks out of the four on the weekends, I've got a 12 and a half hour on call shift. So, I mean, that's pretty worrying when you think of the lack of preparation for a 12 and a
2: half hour shift on you're call. Gonna, you're going to be fine. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's Greta's ni- shaking
0: her head and looking anxious. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to know no, that a- not Lara, what are you talking about?
1: <laughs> it's nice to know that other people just call the med reg for whatever they. I mean,
2: <laughs> yeah, that that was I mean, I I agree to a certain. that was a slight casual just go straight to the Med there. Uh, dear listeners, think of other uh people to speak to first, like the rest of your team, your other WhatsApp mm. group your SHO your own registrar your own consultant before going to medbridge i agree if 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 all of those people are i don't know drunk down the pub and you're mm-hmm. the only person there and it's it's them or no one definitely but the first thing the medbridge will probably say to you is who else have you spoken to on your team and you you, you need to have some sort of escalation yeah. i yeah.
0: think i think the point that she was making there was that just kind of encouraging us to ask for help right oh absolutely yeah. Yeah.
2: if you're worried about being embarrassed does that outweigh the possibility that your patient's unwell and is going to become poorly from it? So yeah. actually from the patient yeah. point, of, your embarrassment doesn't really matter. Mean, yeah, that that right. is
1: the thing with me. Like, I don't want to come across like I'm massively incompetent asking all of these questions, which are mm. my debate whether they're necessary mm. or unnecessary. That's a good point, isn't it? But like, I, I, Patient
0: safety is more important than your pride. Than my yeah. pride, I know. Yeah. And I think
1: sometimes, I don't know, I, as a med student or whatever, you tend to kind of have quite high expectations of yourself. Mm and and yeah, maybe just you're a human, relax Yeah, yeah. it's okay
0: so Jadera's tip was to find some places in your hospital, so you're com- completely unfamiliar with the hospital that's right? the thing, yeah I might so you don't to, even know where radiology is
1: or I have no idea, no, know. I have no idea where anything clean is clean bathroom, hiding place <laughs> no, which I found quite <laughs> nice <laughs> <laughs> don't use the patient's bathrooms I assume that's what well. <laughs> She bent, but
0: um. No, I don't. I don't know actually. I think she just was, has, a, has herself a nice, favourite bathroom that she just finds cleaner and a nicer place it, to freshen up. Really, it's, it's a great tip because
2: you've uh, got patient sort of public toilets that are everywhere, and normally there's patients in them. You've got to wait for them. There yeah. tends to be staff toilets, and then there same tend to be staff toilets that are sort of slightly off the beaten track. So if you do need to go quickly, those are ones you want to go to. Or maybe they're really? really? to a nice private place okay. to have a poo as well. Yep. Yeah, there's always, always Got to think about these Lovely. things. <laughs> <laughs> when no one can hear you, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Greta. How have about a you? Poo and a cry,
0: and a cry. Well, yeah, <laughs> no. no that's what I was going to ask you. Did you have a hiding place to go cry? I definitely cried during F one. I think I've cried. Well, even as a surgical or like throughout your whole time, would be. Oh doctor. yeah, have you had like, it, like it little tend, hideaway
2: spots. It, to be honest, it tends to be in a toilet. I'm quite a quiet crier, mm. so I, you know, but it would never. I don't think I've openly cried on a ward, and I think most of the times that it's happened, it's been because of. Uh, although I did almost cry in front of a patient, uh, and then chatted about it afterwards, but most of the time it's been in a toilet as a bit of a release, or when I've got home and have just been like, oh, "That was a really, really crap day," because mm. you're going to have crap days.
0: Yeah. yeah. Do you reckon you'll cry? Are you are you a crier? Like, does that I'm not that a crier, but yet?
1: I've I haven't really been exposed to like many patients dying or anything like yeah, that. So I have, yeah. no, I have no idea how I'll react to it, to yeah, be honest. Yeah, yeah. What, also, what was it you were crying over? Just the job, like any particular situations? Or so there,
2: were, there was, I mean, there's been a few, but the one that always sticks in my mind and, and gets me a bit welled up on even when I think about it now was uh, I had a patient with terminal cancer and I was doing the ward round uh, on Christmas Day. And um, I said that they could go home for the day and sort of come back in in the evening. Um, mm. And all their family were there and we knew this was probably the last Christmas yeah. and they started crying. Um, and I was clearly sort of welling up. Uh, and my F1 was as well, who was, um, bless them, sort of ri- writing in the background. Yes, So we sort of left them to it, came outside. Bless the nurse was really lovely about it. And I said to the f you know, that was quite emotional, and actually just i said let's let's just go and, let's just go and stand off the ward for five minutes we just we just took ourselves off st- i think we just stood in silence almost um but just sort of letting it sink in mm. um because there are going to be patients that that happens to or that are just going to get you because it's it's life it, it, it it's big and scary, but it's also you know it was it was an honor and a privilege to be able to to do that so yeah, you've just got to take the time to to let yourself." Breathe it all in, digest it, get back to work. But I've also had days where it's just been, I've just knackered, you know, really busy on calls and actually nobody's particularly died. There's not been anything particularly sad. Mm. I'm just a bit emotionally drained and a bit sort of depleted and you just need to just just let let it out. It's okay. It's totally all right. I think as long as you're not sobbing in front of patients. Mm. Um, Most people, I think, find it quite reassuring
0: or... Mm to know that doctors are sort of actually human. Yeah. Yeah. You care. you, you, yeah. might, you yeah. might
2: build up relationships with patients and you know particularly if you see them every day and then if they are dying or if something happens. Of course it's going to get to you. It's mm. um it'd be silly to think that it doesn't but it's having that professionalism I think with it don't sort of mm. go <laughs> yeah. and start yeah. you know yeah. boring Maybe do that in the toilet or whatever. Do that yeah, in the toilet. You know yeah. Yeah. you can well up you, you know they and they'll see it in your eyes if you well up but yeah. I think it's I I don't think they need you no. being as emotional as their granddaughter is, or yeah. something. So yeah.
0: So just to pick up another tip, one of the tips from Jess from Manchester, she said that you need to find the guidelines on your first day. Where where do you actually find these guidelines, Greta? Where's Declan going to get them? So remembering that I. Qualified
2: a long time ago. With the computers um, back there. There were yeah. computers yeah. Yeah. However, there wasn't as much digital space. Um we did have Facebook. I think we had no we didn't have Twitter. Oh god, anyway. Um <laughs> uh, we definitely didn't have that snap thing. Um we had we had a um paper booklet basically that was handed out to us that we all kept in our sort of flap clipboards right. I know that a lot of places now either have a PDF that you can download yeah. some places have got an app most of them in your induction will tell you and actually you as the F1s tend to know where the guidelines are more than no, anyone else because okay, you've good. got that induction
0: yeah yeah oh good so on the induction definitely yeah. can expect to hear that's it that's kind right.
1: of what I'm just hoping for like we'll yeah. have what a, a seven day kind of shadowing induction thing before yeah. we start so i'm just hoping everything's kind of going to be explained there and, and that's that's
2: invaluable that that shadowing because then yeah. you know where the toilets are yeah, and where radiology is
0: and it's not just jess it's told me about these guidelines and a lot of people mentioned to me so what's so good about having access to the guidelines they're fairly specific to your
2: hospital that you're working but they're also fairly generic so ours had an antibiotic section that because it was in paper was in different colors you could find it nice and easily so, so Local guidelines for your chest infection might be different in London to the northeast because yeah. there's different bugs. Um, you'll have some sort of pathway for treating stuff like your AF, heart attacks. It's almost like a very specific Oxford handbook, you sort of cheese and onion. Yeah. Um, so it will go through which, which drugs to get, normally has a list of phone numbers, extensions, who's your med reg, who are the consultants, those sorts of things. As a first-year doctor, it's absolute gold dust because it kind of really holds your hand. Okay. Uh, it kind of gets you through. And then when you are speaking to the MedReds, you can be like, I looked at the guidelines yeah, yeah. and I've given this. Are you happy with that?
0: All right, so we're going to hear some more tips from other listeners. But before we go on to that, can I just tell you... All about this sweet, sweet deal that we have on, like, with On Examination. So, if you've not heard of it, On Examination is a question bank for medical exams and it's absolutely essential during exam season, I think. Unlike some of the other ones out there, On Examination has its own app, which even prompts me with a personalized daily question, which, as you can imagine, is sometimes really grim. <laughs> <laughs> um, and as a thank you to all you folks for listening, we've agreed with On Examination to give all of us a special sharp scratch discount of 15%. So, if you take the situational judgement test for example, you'll pay 12.75 instead of 15 quid for a four month subscription. And the same goes for all medical student exams and even the MRCP. So head to the student section of onexamination.com, select your exam and enter Sharp Scratch at the checkout for 15% discount. That's 15% off on examination with a promo code of Sharp Scratch. That's all caps, no spaces. (laughs) All right, let's get back to some tips. So a lot of junior doctors that I spoke to were very concerned about your welfare, Declan. So, oh, that's, as well as, that's very kind of them, yeah. it? <laughs> So they just wanted to make sure that you take really good care of yourself. Oh. So let's hear a tip. First up from Rebecca Kingston, who's an F2 in Bristol.
4: I think it's really important to look after yourself as a junior doctor. And I know that everyone knows this and they say that they will do it. But then when it actually happens, you can get so overwhelmed and forget. drink and so I found if you actually have a bottle of water that you take around with you depending on the ward most wards will let you take it if it's a a covered bottle you're more likely to drink if you don't have a bottle and you have to walk 50 meters to a fountain you probably won't do it so I think it's really important to get that reusable water bottle and keep filling
0: it did you carry a water bottle throughout your med school placements Declan? I've never even thought about carrying a
1: water bottle I didn't think people would allow me to but she seemed. She I've said carried a ago. water bottle. I've even have carried a,
0: a a coffee thermos have you? on on placement before. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. How about you, Greta? Do you carry water when you're on shift?
2: Um, I don't, but I'm quite good at taking breaks, eat because I get horrible, horrible hanger and I'm not mm. a nice person. So I am mm. very good at eating and drinking. But what I have done is had a water bottle in there's normally sort of a doctor's office or sort of a room where you write your TTOs and sort of Mm -hmm. TTOs meaning sorry discharge summaries um so it's quite good if you have a water bottle that you can leave there so that when you go back in to do whatever you need to do you can then take a swig that way Mm -hmm. um talk to me about lunch breaks I mean lunch breaks are hugely important um not only just for having a bit of camaraderie with eating and drinking with the people that you work with Mm -hmm. But you need to keep your energy levels up. You know, you've got to look after yourself because otherwise you can't look after other people. And there are some doctors and maybe some cultures out there where it's, oh, but I didn't have lunch and I didn't drink anything all day and I haven't done a wee. And actually you're just being a bit of an idiot, really. Bit of a martyr. Bit of a martyr for the sake of it. There Mm. is always enough time to grab a drink of water, to go to the toilet and to go and eat something. And actually... I've had arguments with SHOs trying to make them go and eat something when they've said, oh, but there's patients still to be seen. And actually, I, I circumvented this, pa- this this SHO and asked the patient if they wanted to be seen by a well-fed doctor or by a hungry doctor. <laughs> and they said a well-fed doctor. So I was like, ha, off you go. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So if
1: you have like a bleep and you're going for lunch, do you give your bleep to somebody else or do you take it with you? No, you, so you still
2: take it with you. But, again, you don't... Again, there's part of it, you know, you'll probably have your... Again, it's different from when I was there, but we always had to use a an on the wall phone. Okay. You can always answer your, your bleep and just write For down what the most of the time it's jobs. Okay. Um, every now and again, yeah, it will be a sick patient, in which case, yes, go and see the sick patient. But if it is a, can you write up this discharge summary? You can say, yeah, I'm just grabbing my lunch. Okay. I'll get on it in twenty minutes. Yeah. But you need to make sure you take that. Otherwise, yeah. you're, you're no good to anyone. I
1: think I've just got the worst case scenario stuck in my head. Like oh. every time <laughs> I'll go for dinner, someone will start hemorrhaging somewhere and i will just be keeping <laughs> I mean, Don't Like get a me, weird curse.
2: Yeah, I mean, there are days when that happens. Yeah. And yeah, every now and again, you'll you're kind of be like, oh, how have I got through the whole day without. I, I also eat in two minutes flat. So learning to eat quickly is a is, is, is a good thing to be able to do.
0: How do you do without food?
1: I'm terrible. <laughs> yeah. I, um, i'm the exact same i'm a very very hangry person hmm. I, I might just take some snacks around yeah. in my
2: pocket or something to be honest or I just think. have them in your bag so that you can yeah. always just run back and, and yeah. have a quick bite so you're not
0: gonna need to be told by a surgical registrar to go go No, all right let's hear our next tip for your well-being it's sasha dowling and f1 in derbyshire
3: i'd say don't be a martyr and and stay late every night it's really easy to think that you need to stay till eight or nine to get everything done um, and it easily becomes a habit but that's what the on-call team is there for they probably won't thank you if you hand over non-urgent tto but if you've got blood results or imaging to chase or there's a sick patient it's their job overnight to look after them another thing that i wish i'd known earlier was my rights around taking leave rotors can be really tight and it can be really difficult to negotiate with rota coordinators But it's really important to know when and when you shouldn't be able to take leave. For example, your rota shouldn't be so restrictive that you're forced to take leave on certain days. Um, And it's really a good idea to go and see your rota coordinator and speak to them. And then if you really think that your rota is not compliant, you can always get some advice from the BMA or from your safe working hours guardian at your hospital.
0: Greta, is leaving on
3: time
0: or annual leave, is it so hard? It can be. Hospitals are 24 hours. In
2: theory, you could stay for every CT scan result and bud result to come back to act on it. But I wholeheartedly agree with that advice. Your first month, you're going to be staying late. Your first day, I think I left at 7 o'clock. It's just because you don't know the hospital. You're not very good at your job. Yeah. You know, You're dealing with lots of other people who aren't particularly good. You're not quick and efficient. So, yeah, your first month is pretty gruelling it gets better and actually by the end of it you'll be doing so much of it sort of almost in your sleep you make up for it leave try and get it in early because it is difficult to take you've got to provide a service you've got to make sure that the patients are safe with staffing if you've got big things coming up like weddings or hen do's try and get that in as early as possible and again help each other out on your whatsapp group if you can get swaps in, that's a good thing. Don't always be the person that says yes, but don't always be the person that says no. You've got to look after each other from, from that point of view. So, And try and leave as close to on time as you can.
0: Any tips for how you can leave on time?
2: Um, Any, Even if that's sort of
0: like a mental internal...
2: An, an element of prioritising. So there might be some scans that you need to get done that day. Yeah. So make sure that they are in the ether and that the radiographer knows about them, the radiologist knows about them so you can just hand over that the scan needs to be checked and acted on if there's any issues with it. You'll work out what the appropriate and inappropriate right. things are. I mean, Declan, you're
1: starting are. on on-call so... I'm not going to lie, I, don't, I barely even know what on-call is. <laughs> 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 but anyone anyone want to go to clarify but that? To what, what, does an on- <laughs> what
2: is an on-call? On- <laughs> <laughs> Interesting question. So, so you've got two types of work in a hospital, you've got your elective and your sort of normal stuff, which is your day-to-day inpatients, ward round, doing jobs on those things, trying to get them home, trying to work out what's wrong with them. Yeah. Then you've got your on-call, which is where what are you starting on, Declan? I don't know what specialty my on call is yet. I'm not gonna say classic NHS, but yay! <laughs> yeah. I have absolutely no idea. So let's <laughs> let's say you're starting on surgery, because that's my specialty. Right. So on the on call it will be a patient comes into A and E and they've got some right-sided abdominal pain. They're seen by A and E and then they refer to surgeons because that's just like an got, osky. You it can is do just like a, yeah, you did yeah. very yeah. well at this. Yeah, all right. yeah, or they're seen in the GP surgery. It's basically someone who's acutely unwell rather right. than having a chronic or they're over the acute phase. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what you're on call. So there's a, there's a lot more urgency to on-call stuff, so you're more likely to get all your scans done. That's great.
1: (laughs) Five uh, five days away from a hospital and then an on-call 12 and a half hour shift.
0: Is that an overnight shift or day shift? I think it's day.
1: I hope it's day. I pray it's day. (laughs) It better be day. (laughs) Just (laughs) say it more often, it'll definitely become true. Well, it's pretty much daytime Monday to Friday research. I think think it's like eight till half eight, Saturday or Sunday on alternative weeks on-call
0: can't wait to how it goes yeah yeah he's <laughs> gonna have some fun stories
1: <laughs> so so when you say it's important to leave on time like I guess because you always hear about hospitals being understaffed mm-hmm. massively so what if it's a it's a crazy day like a lot a lot of stuff's going on you were meant to leave two hours ago mm-hmm. and the on call is also crazy busy like who do you give those jobs to how, how do you say okay this is long enough for me now I need to go home like how do you do that
2: I mean, so there's a certain element of you've got to be slightly selfish about it, but also you're not being selfish about it because you've got to come back tomorrow and do the job. Yeah. If you're staying too late, you're not going to get
0: enough sleep. You've probably got to commute home. You've got like a duty to your team today, but you've also got a duty to your patients tomorrow. tomorrow? tomorrow? Yeah, yeah oh,
2: beautifully said, Laura. Oh, nice. Greta, <laughs> do you come should up. be like a writer or something. <laughs>
0: All right, last up, we've got a tip from Ed Tullock. who's an F2 in Edinburgh, and I love this tip.
1: I guess it shouldn't be just about coping in FY. Um, it's actually a great time when you finish university, you don't have to worry about exams, and your time off in the evenings or the weekends or whenever you are off in the daytime, um, that time off is actually off. You don't have to feel guilty about not revising or whatever you got up to at uni. Um, so enjoy your time with friends and family. Go away. Uh, plan things to do with annual leave in zero days. I think that's the best advice I got was to actually do things with those times because it actually makes them feel much longer. Um, so try and plan things to do with friends or family all by yourself. Uh, get away from the place you're working and enjoy this country.
2: Oh, and the first paycheck. Oh, the oh, yeah. <laughs> end don't know what I'm gonna do of August it. and you Look at your bank account, and for the first time in seven years, as it <laughs> was for me, you're like, it? <laughs> it's positive. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, there's money, and yeah. you just sort of think, "Ooh, it's raining!" Yeah, and then you go on holiday,
0: and then you suddenly have to pay no, back. nothing left. Yeah. At I'm like, least I'm oh, living man. with my parents, and then I'm charging You're me rent. i to be bored. You're going to be minted. Yeah. mate oh, let's all be Declan's friends. Yeah, drinks from Declan. I mean, maybe, yeah, so When I'm working in Newcastle, so look out for
2: uh, <laughs> Declan Murphy. Yeah. Some guy with the one, <laughs> one with the throwing money everywhere.
0: I've throwing pound coins around. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, 50p <No. laughs> pieces.
0: So what, what are you going to do with your money, your free time, your so weekends? Like, I've
1: been travelling quite a bit the last few months, so I think that's kind of... Yeah, kinda, you do keep going on about that's it. That's going to be my <laughs> Where thing. Where did you go
0: again?
2: Uh,
1: <laughs> a few places, nothing nothing special. Um, But yeah, throughout like med school, every summer like I've done work of some sort and that. And after doing this travelling for, like, what's equivalent, like, three and a half weeks or something, like, I need to get out there and see the world, I think. I've kind of boxed myself in a little bit too much, so Ooh. I think that's primarily what I'm going to be doing. Ooh. So, I guess you might have to book it in advance or whatever and yes. work it out, but, yeah, I'm just going to do little trips to little Where would like to Am- go? <laughs> Amsterdam. Amsterdam. <laughs> Keeping it classy, like, Yeah, Always I classy. mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, okay. we got to take off the essentials first. <laughs>
0: Greta, what is your favourite tip for
2: new doctors? I've been thinking about this and there's a few, but I think think the thing that I was worried about, I think something that you've mentioned a couple of times, Declan, is patients dying. Mm. Patients are going to die. It's going to be crap when it happens. It might be expected, it might not be. Um, But I think from an F1 point of view, it's quite difficult to kill patients. It's quite difficult to be the cause of someone's death as okay. an F1. Thanks for clarifying
0: that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's, that's not what we're trying to do here no. as, as new doctors. No, but it's, I think that was something that I was yeah.
2: really scared of, is if I make a mistake, oh God, yeah. lives yeah. are on the line. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So maybe it's a slightly facetious way of saying it, but I think there's... I was definitely panicked that something I could do could end up harm... You know, first do no harm, could end up harming a patient. Yeah. I think as an F1... Your responsibility is quite low, so that's quite a difficult way to cause some people harm. The only ways that you can do are prescribing insulin, prescribing mm. electrolytes, and I can't think of anything else that... or sort of missing that somebody's calcium, magnesium, potassiums are off. I think those those things and in insulin are really the main things where you've got control or that you could do some harm to someone. Mm, yes. I'm sure we're going to have people writing and say there's plenty of other ways, but I think those are the ones that you're most likely to encounter and every year there's always someone who prescribes an insulin wrong. Well there you go,
0: there's a few things for you to read up on before your first
2: shift. Nobody's expecting you to be a consultant on your first day. As As a registrar I expect my F1s to turn up on time listen to what I'm saying make good notes and sort of ask if they don't understand anything there you go that's like uh, four yeah. more tips and i think doctors. it's just that yeah.
1: transition from being a med student oh you and want to know the interesting rare yeah. things the physiology you do, you whatever d- that's and then you feel like you've
2: just your day to day is taking some bloods writing yeah. a lot of discharge summaries chatting to families writing out drug charts yeah. you're, you're basically administration yeah. for a, little, a year a apart from when you're on call though. so most yeah. on calls are the the interesting side of things yeah.
0: mm. So can I just share my favourite tips for new docs that I've seen? Um, that, so that's a that's a popular hashtag that goes around on Twitter a lot around this time of year, like roughly a month ago for the US doctors who started, and then yeah. around now for the UK doctors right. that are starting. So my favourite one that I've seen is from someone called at Dr. And she wrote, Things I wish I'd known. One, show up early. Lateness is unforgivable and quiet is invaluable. Absolutely. Two, say thank you for the feedback, even if you disagree. Three, don't criticise the night team in the morning. Oh. Greta shaking her head. Sorry, <laughs> oh, no. You, yeah. You just don't know what that night shift's been through. Yeah. Right. And number four, ask people how they're doing when their shift is over. I just quite likes those. Actually,
2: be kind. Be kind. Yeah. That just, That's what the that last one is really, isn't it? Yes, just taking be, in like. be, nice, be nice to the nurses, okay. be nice to the porters, the cleaners, the, yeah. you know, the admin staff, the guys that serve you. If you're nice to the people in Costa, because it is normally in Costa, unfortunately, sometimes you might get a free coffee or we're not just nice off. to people for free coffee Greta
0: Come on. <laughs> 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 all right how well how do you feel now Declan
1: hmm I mean I'm still worried but that's okay. I, okay. I feel reassured that other people are just as worried as me yeah that's cute and regardless of where you've studied or whatever you all somehow seem to make it through without making too many too many cock-ups I guess
0: and what has been your favorite tip that you've heard
1: I think look after yourself. To be honest, like mm. I've kind of deprived. Is that myself. something that
0: you needed to hear? <laughs> <laughs> you worked I mean, so hard at finals, right? Like,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I tend to sometimes go a bit overboard with things. So, I mean, and also just the whole not feeling guilty about doing something nice with your time. It's yeah, it's going to be of, such a nice treat, isn't it? Yeah. I know it'll be great. So not,
2: nice. I, such a weird feeling. It's so difficult to get <laughs> yeah, used to. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. All right,
0: well, I'm so excited to hear how your first day week month goes like I can't wait to have you back on sharp scratch and hear how it's all gone I'll
1: try not to to have PTSD (laughs) you you won't you won't honestly
2: you won't it's it's f1 is one of the best years because you're all in it together you like I've got lifelong friends from being f1 so it's yeah it's good
0: that's all from us on Sharp Scratch today if you'd like to hear more from us then subscribe to Sharp Scratch wherever you get your podcasts and in two weeks time you'll get our next episode straight to your phone and while you wait do check us out on social media we're BMJ Student on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram and let us know what you think about the podcast using the hashtag #SharpScratch. plus any ideas that you have for what we should cover later on so for example off the back of a recent Twitter chat we've put a new idea on our list receiving your first complaint so keep your eye out maybe that episode will be popping up later on in the year It's also super helpful to us if you can leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts as it really helps other med students find the show and it gives us a good feeling. So next time we'll be talking about keeping your relationship alive when you become a doctor. Until then, goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. me.